A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Recording. <laughs> Hi, you're listening to Fail Like an Artist with your hosts, Julie Battisti and me, Phoebe Ganza, a podcast discussing all the ways we've failed as artists with insight, advice and humour. Each episode, we will discuss a failure and what we've learned from it. And this week, we're going to discuss positivity during difficult times. But first, Phoebe, how are you? Oh, you didn't say howdy doody. I always because I talked the topic in and it just didn't. I, I like. I, I, I feel now I'm awkward. <laughs> no, it's, it's, we're just we're just we're just changing things up. I, I'm coming in with the first howdy doody. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know what to do now. You said howdy doody. Howdy doody. I'm good. I think. I think I'm good. I think I'm, I'm okay. Too. How are you? Are you good? You look I'm kind good. of. You look. You look peppy. I feel peppy today. Oh, yeah. That's good. That's oh. nice. For that, What's we've got on? nothing to talk about, folks. It's the end. See ya. Yeah. All right, that was a quick episode. We'll wrap it up here. <laughs> Jokes. Yeah. What, what, what have you been up to? Tell me. Tell me about your week. Uh, oh, I haven't done anything on the on the personal side, but I've got some art stuff if you have for me to launch straight in. Launch straight in. I think my um, personal side of my life is fairly thin at the moment. <laughs> So, I've got no life. We, we've got no life. Um, it's just art. It's just art and parenting. So let's go straight in with the art chat. What 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 have you been up to in the studio? So uh, well, it was one sort of you know tangentially related. So last week I remember I was saying that I have got a, I'm doing a little photo shoot for my artwork before I send it off to the gallery. Like the first sort of three paintings yeah. that are finished. And I had nothing to wear, and I was feeling a bit. There's nothing yeah. worse than everything else is going awful. And then you feel like you look awful. And yeah. I think partially it's because I have not bought any new clothes in a long time. And mm-hmm. my body's changed quite a lot since having my second kid and just nothing fits. I've sort of been wearing stretchy clothes. Mm. For the I remember last that feeling months. of like when, when all you've got is stretchy maternity clothes. I just mm-hmm. not um, doesn't feel but good. But I went out and bought some clothes, which felt Ooh. quite nice. And just actually just asked the shop girl to help style me just said look just choose out some things I'm not really good at picking it like I know what I like and what I don't like but I'm pretty conservative in what I would have chosen and like mm-hmm. I had which was just great it was really fun I had a couple of hours where I didn't have any kids with me oh, and like pretty woman <laughs> <laughs> that's me <laughs> Except there was no like first shop to scorn I just like there was one shop that I went to <laughs> it felt good and it was nice to I don't Treat know yourself. Just, yeah yeah get a couple of nice things I feel like I've got a couple of outfits like one that I can wear for the shoot and probably also wear at the opening so I don't mm-hmm. feel like I've like I don't have to think about that anymore yeah and also just bought myself a pair of jeans that fits so I was like that's, that's a when nice. you're winning yeah so that felt good and then today I did one of those uh things that I've been putting off for a week so alongside all of the exhibition work that I've got on mm-hmm. I also have this huge commission that I feel like has sort of been looming over me and it's due in August mm-hmm. and if I have to I will be able to get it done right um, and it to me takes sort of first priority because he had booked in that work first mm-hmm. And I had committed to it, and then I took on the gallery show. 
Right, 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 right. And the commission was through one of my galleries. Mm-hmm. But the last few weeks with everything just going haywire and me feeling like I'm a bit behind, I had been wondering about asking for an extension. So I rang the gallery today and just said, please know that if, it does, if this doesn't happen, if his answer is no, that I'm okay with that because technically he was, he was in yeah. first and I'm usually a real stickler for my commitments and I hate the fact that I'm even asking. But if there's a chance that because sometimes with commissions someone's doing a reno or something and that runs late and then mm, you mm. bust a gut to get something done early and then they turn around and say oh, I don't need it for a couple of months can you hold on to it imagine if they oh yeah imagine if he was like yeah can you actually not post it until January you just well, cry you just <laughs> never know anyway so I thought look I'm just gonna you know get over my little sense of pride or whatever it is that was holding me back called the gallery gallery could not have been nicer about it and I don't know I think I was really worried about disappointing them I think that was mm. one of the big things because I've never had to ring a gallery and say I'm running behind on a commission before I mm. sort of felt like I was kind of I'd failed because I was even asking and they were just so supportive about it they said yeah no problems we'll ask you never know sometimes mm. these things work out for the best for everyone sometimes they don't but yeah you know, all we can do is ask and we're here, you know, that's our job to be the conduit between you and the collector yeah. and... Um, that, yeah, that's why like, that's oh. why they're getting a cut. You know, they're doing some of the legwork and... So have you heard back or not yet? No, not yet. And they did also say, look, we may not get back to you tonight because they've got an opening. Right. And I said, that's absolutely fine. It's just, I felt so relieved to have had the conversation. At least yeah. I've... And I've been putting it off for like a week and it... Mm. No, I I hate conversations, difficult conversations. I avoid them like the absolute plague. And yet most often, as soon as you've done... if You, you know, it's never as bad as you imagine it in your head, ever, really. No, it just... and it wasn't. <laughs> I actually left feeling better about my relationship with the gallery, if anything. <laughs> so anyway. It's weird how we build these things up and create this like whole narrative that's just fantasy sometimes you know it's not mm. it's like what what were you your worst case scenario fear was that they were going to go oh julie you useless woman how dare you <laughs> ring us and ask for extra time no get in the studio now and paint even if you sleep it under on a chair well, I kind and, of, in my head i had imagined them going oh another artist running late like you know Typical artist. Hot, typical hot mess artist. Can't follow a deadline. And I sort of, it's one of the things I think I pride myself mm. on is being quite, you know, good with timing. And, you know, that doesn't mean I don't stuff up every now and again and things get in the way. Life happens. And well, I think exactly. generally people understand that. But I think, um, I think the fact that none of the reasons that you've asked for that extension were due to your own poor time management, they were mm. the, everything that's happened to you has been out of your control you know and you know you haven't you you didn't want to you know get get your whole family sick and you didn't want to have a whole another week in ISO and you know all of these things have added to a difficult you know and you you probably when you said yes you know you weren't thinking about whether your child would be teething and up all night and all these different things that you know don't Mm. have the they you know, like your family, all of that, that doesn't, you can't control any of that. And yeah. so when those things just come at you from left field, it it does throw you. But the gallery are, c- are completely right to be empathetic and understanding. It's not like you went, oh, you know, I just can't be bothered and I'm just actually not really feeling it. Just can't really be bothered to do it at the moment. So, you know, like, it's not the case at all. So, anyway, so that left me feeling pretty good. And I've started a whole bunch of clouds and I'm so excited about them. So, that mm, has me kind of I can't feeling... wait to see those as well. Lovely I feel like cloud. they're sort of a different type of cloud for me and that excites me. And so, I think I'm on that precipice of I haven't really, I'm only doing the background. So, I layer up quite a few layers of colour when I'm starting the clouds. Mm. So I haven't actually started what I'd call like the real detailed painting part. Probably when I start that, I'll hit panic mode again. But at the moment, that anticipation has just got Mm. me. So I mean, I feel like I'm in a really good headspace this week, which is really a nice turnaround. Yay. So I think I'm probably a three on the fail scale. You're quite low on the fail scale. Quite low. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? What's, What's news in the land of Phoebe? What's news in the land of Phoebe? Um... I have been working away 
diligently on my project that I am still not quite able to share (laughs) with the world. Teasing the listeners. (laughs) They are so sick of this. It's like my husband's like, how long? Seven months have you been working on this? (laughs) Um, But like you say, like life's got in the way, lots of things have happened. um, And I've been, yeah, I, I did procrastinate a little bit over the computer's work. And I, yeah, I got to like the end of last week and I'd sort of set a deadline to myself that I would have done it all by Friday and I didn't and I did feel a bit of a failure that I hadn't actually got it all done by Friday and I was like oh god come you know come on why can't you just sit down and do this and get it done and why have you faffed about doing this that and the other and you should have been doing this but you know it's just really hard for me to sometimes sit down and do these these tasks that that are overwhelming and daunting and I I yeah anyway I was like I have to do it um what day was it yes what day was it that I did it <laughs> god Monday I think I just yesterday <laughs> what day are we on Tuesday I think it was yesterday was it yesterday yeah, it's only Tuesday today yeah <laughs> god <laughs> <laughs> for a minute there I was completely confused about what day it was <laughs> so yes yesterday um I sat down and my son actually had a strike day uh, again from school. His school's on strike. And so he was at home and he had to do some computer work, like work from home. And it was actually quite good because I was like, right, this is the perfect time. He's going to be sitting at the table doing work and mm. he's going to need my help occasionally. Um, you know, we're back in, it, it felt a bit like COVID times, you know, when they're working from home type thing. And so I had to get my laptop out and I was like, this is it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to, you know, give myself another coffee and get some snacks and just just do it. And it, I did it. And it took me nearly three and a half hours, I think, to do what I needed to do, which was to sort of size all the photos to the correct um, megabyte. Oh, God, I don't even know the word. <laughs> They had to be a certain size, you know. The right resolution. Yeah, the right resolution and, and they had to be a certain, you know, they couldn't be over a megabyte and stuff like that. So I had to oh, okay, resize yeah, yeah. them for the for this place. I had to upload them to write all the descriptions, you know, everything. Lots of stuff. Um, and I had to do that each for six paintings. And you'd think, like, you know, I, I literally thought to myself, right, I'm going to do this. I would sit down for an hour and I would do it and then... It took me three and a half hours. That's how long it took me. And I don't, I really didn't break much during that time. Um, so it just took ages, which, and by the end, I sexed you. To te- I sexed you? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> that would have been inappropriate. <laughs> I'll share that with the group later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, by the, at the end, I texted you and I said, I'm done. And you were like, woohoo. And then I was like, I my brain hurts. I want to take it out and wash it. <laughs> Which is probably a little bit melodramatic. <laughs> but that's what it felt like. I just had used so much concentration and focus. And for me, it's really easy to focus on something I enjoy and I love. But it's really difficult for me to focus and maintain focus on something that I yeah. don't enjoy and I find challenging. And it, I find that admin side of stuff it takes a lot out of me too. It's, yeah. It's, and it always takes longer than you think, and I'm always, always a time takes longer. with it, and it just... Yeah, it always takes longer. It's just, by the end, I felt, like, exhausted, you <laughs> know, like, I was like, ah! Um, but then, I, you know, it was done, it was done, and that mm. was, like, just a huge kind of um, learning experience as well. So now I think if I, next time I do it, it will be a lot more familiar, and, you know, it won't be as hard. And then I went to the studio, and... Um, carried on with a commission that I've been working on and um, that was just so nice it was like such a nice balm it was like a it was like a lovely treat and I'd you know I'd, I'd hoped that I would get like maybe two three hours of doing that but I ended up having an hour but there was still enough it was still nice to get in the studio and just work on that and I, I'm really enjoying it I've actually finished it today it's not you know I haven't varnished it yet but she was really, really pleased, really happy, loved it. And so that, yeah, feel like really great. And also I've booked in a second workshop, a second um, paint and sip art workshop. I haven't um, launched it for sale yet, but I've booked one in for the end of 
July um, in a different space than the one I was working in before. Um, it's actually in the uh, Art Society here. It has a room that you can rent out, which I had known and had completely forgotten. And <laughs> when the, uh, kindly the lady, a lady that's on the committee messaged me, having seen the one that I did, and she said, oh, did you know that for this price you can hire the room? Which is basically the same price as I played in the other place. But it's literally set up for artists. <laughs> so I was like, oh, right. Like an arts room where people do art. That's so awesome. <laughs> Yay. So it's perfect space. Um, great lighting. You know, it's got everything you need. And um, so, yeah, I'm really look. I'm actually really looking forward to doing another one of those. So, yeah, I feel like I'm probably in year three as well. Awesome. I'm a, a high-low. I actually low. feel <laughs> envious of your um, paint and sip classes. I was t- saying to you earlier, I feel like you've started doing all of this exciting stuff this year like the mentoring and the classes and the mm. and I don't have capacity for it at the moment but we keep talking about doing something together in yeah. the future which I get really excited about we and we will but it's just it's gonna have to be on the back burner for a little while but mm. every time you talk about it I just think oh it sounds so good and it's yeah it's funny because like now I've done it and it, I enjoyed it like I just feel so excited about the next one and it's so like your phone call I put it off for so long that a whole idea of doing workshop I put off for so long because of the fear mm. and um and actually it was great <laughs> so you know there's a lesson there people <laughs> I've already got things burning away in the back of my brain about what I want to do like whether it's an in-person stretching workshop or photographing flowers or like a yoga workshop stretching <laughs> Sorry. Not so much. Um, <laughs> Interview them just to do some <laughs> stretches. Uh, um, anyway. Yeah, we will. I've had quite a few people message saying, when are you going to do your retreat? And it's, yeah, like patience, guys. <laughs> we will get there, but it might not be might not be this year. Yeah, I, I think it's it probably won't be. It won't be this year. <laughs> it won't be this it year. It won't be this year. It's minimum a year away, I think, yeah. before we so, could pull yeah. something together and I think so, we want to do it we want to do it right we and do. anyway we just need people to keep us, listening keep like as long as you keep listening so that we have a reason to keep making podcasts <laughs> then we'll do one um if you all suddenly sort of stop listening and we don't have an audience anymore then obviously it won't happen <laughs> fingers <laughs> crossed what else have you got to chat about I can sort of go straight into something that's related to positivity that I think that I wanted to discuss because someone emailed us after our last okay. after our last newsletter went out and asked us if we would consider changing the name of the podcast to something positive because positives attract positives. And while I think this listener's intentions were really good and I think, you know, it deserves a real generous interpretation of what mm. she wanted us to do in that I think she wanted the best for us mm. in just thinking maybe if we talked about positive things a bit more, we wouldn't fail so much. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but I think it just gets away from the intention of this podcast. It wasn't another podcast where we wanted to talk about all the ways that we are yeah. winning, although we've just done that. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, yes, we it was, it was... felt like that there was enough out there about success, really, where you just focus on the success. Yeah, we wanted to normalise some of the other from mundane to failure parts of everyday life of an artist that we wanted to share so that people can, when you're going through those moments, whether it's a success or a failure, you know that that's normal because all of it, the super positive stuff, the successful stuff, it's sort of momentary. Mm. So for me, for example, I might have a success and then that success is over and then it goes back to maybe being flat and then you have a failure and you're not continuously a failure you just Mm. you have a failure it passes then you go back to being neutral or successful yeah yeah and I think for me I wanted to hear more about those things and Mm. it was a sort of private conversations I'd been having with a few people and it felt like I was having the same conversation which is why we thought well maybe there is you know maybe there are more people out there that are interested in hearing the failures yeah and I don't think when we're saying like fail like an artist that we're, I don't know. Although I do think we're encouraging you to fail because I think through failure you learn and then you 
that's the only way you actually grow because it's, it's just it's not it's not possible to only succeed and move forwards and mm. I, I think you you need to fail and and you and and make making that normal making failure taking the shame away from it really like Absolutely. is what I wanted to do and that's you know and it sounds funnier <laughs> like <laughs> win like think, an artist mm, I, I wouldn't listen that's... I'd be like no not funny. <laughs> often I think that mm. I don't want to practice my art constantly being afraid of failing yeah and I think the minute that you start thinking that sometimes failure is just going to happen and you know that's going to be sometimes you're going to have sucky weeks sometimes mm. they're going to be devastating but when you know that that's happening to everyone yeah it feels a lot easier to not think oh my god this is a, a, an error that only I have made yeah. and therefore you know I'm I don't know extra bad at this or however it is that you process that in your head yeah so it's a bit clumsy but I think the intention gets through which is why I don't think we'll ever change the name away. Well, I shouldn't say that, but because we no. might. Well, um, I don't want it. But do you want? I don't want to be afraid. Then we'd have to change the acronym from FLAP. So, and that's whap. a winner. Win like <laughs> WAP. <laughs> no, I think it, I, I'm really interested to dig into this. And um, so this week, I was thinking about this positivity thing, and um, I my husband has been playing this new album by Ben Howard, who has got an album out called um, Is It? And he hasn't had an album out an album out for a few years. He's an English singer-songwriter who we both really like. But his style has really, really changed quite dramatically over the few albums that he's done from the beginning when we both really got into him probably 20 years ago or something like that when he first came out. So I was thinking about that. Um, and then I was listening to this uh, the album, the new album, and it really is quite, quite different. And I was thinking like how sort of brave it was of him to, to try again with a really different style that he's, that he's done this time. And I still really, I really like it. And there's a certain song called Walking Backwards. He, he kind of released um, the song, a couple of the songs sort of early and then the whole album. So my husband had been playing these same songs for like a couple of weeks because there wasn't, he didn't, he'd only released like two. And, um, but I was kind of really enjoying it and, and then my husband said to me, do you know that he had two strokes um, like just before he started writing this album? And I was like, oh, no, that's really interesting. And then he goes, oh, yeah, there's this really interesting um, uh, interview that he's done with Joe Wiley on Radio 2. Um, and then, you know, so we listened to that. And and then I sort of did a dive, you know, deep dive. And then I started reading on um, about it on, on online. There's a interesting article that I'll, I'll link in the show notes and it basically was about how he he kind of had this experience of these two strokes and during the stroke he 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 didn't know what was happening to him obviously the first time it happened mm. he was just sat outside in his garden and he said all of a sudden he lost the ability to kind of talk and mm. think he said, and it, he sort of tried to explain it, but it, he said it was a very strange experience where everything became heightened, the sounds and and everything was really hyper sort of defined around him, but he couldn't sort of, he'd lost language. Language was had gone for about an hour. He had no ability to process any language. And then it sort of suddenly sort of came back and obviously he went to the doctors and told them and they said, you know, you've had a stroke. And then I think not long after that, he had another one for about an hour. Um, but he kind of knew what was happening this time. So because he was quite confident that it wouldn't last for forever, he, he kind of could observe it in a different way and actually sort of almost not enjoy it, but like kind of just sit in this experience of a very different way of existing. And it made mm. him really think about how language you know and processing are so unique and 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 such an important part of the human experience and how we convey things and obviously for him being a songwriter and a singer like the most important part of his identity mm. 
So he wrote this then, he wrote this album, and he said he didn't, he didn't sort of go, oh, I'm going to write an album about my stroke. But he said, obviously, it, it affected me and it, and it seeped into the music. And he, he sort of made, he's made him start thinking. So this song, Walking Backwards in particular, um, made him start thinking about how people generally tend to feel like they always need to get better, you know, move forward, get better themselves, you know, be mm. be moving on, you know, reaching the next goal, da, 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 all this stuff. And now he was like, actually, you don't always walk. You don't even, you don't always go forwards. And like for him, like he had had to take a step back and he had had to, took him a while to relearn some things and get back his processing of language and you know it didn't come back snap back straight after an hour he actually took you know time about a year or so to recover everything fully and so you know he just sort of he said here um there's a quote and he said walking backwards is a song to remind ourselves that you're doing just fine a small personal resistance to the growing pressures to conform to let go of the constant expectation that we should be striving for more and plowing forever forwards you were doing great keep up the good work and I just thought it was a lovely way that he'd reframed like a potentially really negative experience that was quite scary and you know mm. at the time possibly made him feel like he was going to lose his creativity and the ability to do the thing that he loved but he even you know and he got it back but it changed his perspective of of his ability and kind of changed his outlook on the world really and I just think it's yeah just I don't know it really struck amazing story it really just struck me and the music's just really it really moved me listening after I'd heard it because there's this like one that's it's called total eclipse and it's very strange it's really disorientating it's 90 seconds long it's really long and he said people when they first heard it were like that's I don't know if I like it it's a bit weird and and he was like he didn't he want that that thing that piece of work right uh, that piece of music was supposed to for him it was his way of expressing how that feeling of what he felt when he was in the having the stroke felt like and he was like I didn't write it to for anyone to like I just wrote it because I wanted it to get get out of me I just needed to get out of me the feeling and I wanted Mm. to just express it in, in music and he he was like I didn't I didn't expect people to like it, but I just wanted them to think about how they, it made them feel during it. You know, it was and so it's like sometimes art isn't there to just be beautiful, and sometimes you just need to create something that's not that's just for you. And you know, it might be completely different for anything you've ever done, but you just need to get it out. And I just I don't know, just really kind of like it was just really interesting. I just found it really ticking over my brain a lot of the yeah I'm gonna to have to go and listen to that as soon as we finish recording like it's just sounds... it's really lovely oh, it just made me kind of have that goosebumps you know like it's really yeah haunting and beautiful and when you know the backstory it just kind of oh, I don't know it just made you re- it just goes like like we're none of us immune to anything that could happen you know we just exactly. don't know what's happening in the next you know we're gonna wake up tomorrow morning you know it's just hmm. It just makes you sort of think, like, I don't want to sweat the s- small stuff, you know, and regret. And I don't know, it just really made me think about, like, how to how important it is to have a positive outlook over situations without being kind of toxic about it and undermining the level of gravity that they might have and how difficult and challenging things can be we can still look at the situation with a kind of a lens of what can I learn from this? How can I get Mm. through this and turn this challenge into something that there may be sort of a positive lesson? Yeah. I think sometimes it's not... So when you're going through whatever thing it is that you're going through, whether it's minor or major, I think for me it's important to just let myself feel whatever I'm feeling, if that's Mm. anger or hurt or upset and not worry about being positive. Mm. And I've not always been particularly good at that, like that whole 
you know, always look on the bright side sort of thing. Mm. I think I used to be one of those people that tried to fix things all the time. Like if someone was upset, instead of saying, that really sucks, I might have said, how, you know, what can I do to help fix it? Yeah, I'm Which like that. Which straight up is I'm, not I'm necessarily... The people please, not the people please, but the... Mm. What's the word? Like, I just want to problem solve. Yeah, and sometimes I think it's... And I think I learned this from my husband more than anyone else because he's actually an exceptional listener. Mm. And I think that probably comes from his work. Right, um, yeah. Because he's not necessarily trying to fix people, but he is trying to actively listen and hear their needs so that he can meet them where they're at. Just for context, do you want to... Oh, yeah, sorry. My husband is a hospice GP. So... Right. And so he's... We've talked a lot over the years about the importance of actually listening and not just doing the... You know, I think the fixing it and the learning from it comes later. Mm. Um, and I think people are often more receptive to that stuff later. And I remember even actually as far back as uni, one of my really close friends, and I think this is where you gain a lot from having close friends in this situation. So I remember she's having a shit day and my response was, it was horrid when I think about it. I must have said to her, smile, you know, everything's, mm. I don't know if I said everything's better when you smile, but I, I remember actively saying smile. And she mm. said, I hate when people tell me to smile. Like I just... And it was a really good wake-up call for me. Yeah. And I still think about it all the time. And I actually, I should talk about it with that friend again because it'd be an interesting conversation to have 20 years later. Yeah. Because you don't always have to be happy. And that as a response is not generally... Yeah, the whole ch- cheer up, duck, it might never happen, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, my intentions were good. Yeah. But I don't know if I was necessarily thinking about her feelings. They don't actually want a solution they just want to be heard and mm. seen it's like more often than not like 99% of the time when we've got a problem we want to talk to someone else about it we're actually not looking for the answer you know unless we've specifically said how can you help me with this sometimes we just want to be heard you know and for me this is where I think in the last few years with my painting I feel like I have been able to come leaps and bounds because I've had a few art friends that I've been able to run things past whether it's when it's things have gone badly or things have gone well um and I found something today which I'll share in the quote section at the end about it was something that I actually found when I started teaching mm. just to be this whole concept around being a marigold so okay. the whole theory is around when you're doing companion planting you always tend to plant something next to something that helps support it Right. And marigolds are particularly good because they help support other plants. Right. How, how, what do you mean support? Like, uh, As in they attract more bees and they oh. stop more weeds. And so all of these great benefits that you get from planting yourself next to someone that helps. Yes. Um, oh, anyway, I feel so like I you're my nice marigold. Little... Yeah, exactly. Because uh, I remember really early on in my teaching days, I met a friend who was who just helped me enjoy every day as a teacher whether it was being able to discuss the days that didn't go well or the days that did go well. And for me, I feel like the last few years, I've been able to find those people with my art practice as well. Mm. And that I think is, you know, the other reason why I love doing this podcast is, is hoping that we help other people feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. So that, you know, a bit sentimental for me, but. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really, it's so, you're right. It's so important. And it's, it is sometimes so important when you're going through that bad time or that bad experience or whatever to have another person's perspective if you trust them and you know if they mm. if you just want them to sit and listen to you feel sad about it you know you can be honest enough to just say look I don't need a solution I just I actually just need like a hug or you know a virtual hug mm. and but then perhaps when you've moved past that initial kind of feeling of like the the acute pain of whatever it is that's happening maybe you got rejected by a gallery or I don't you know whatever the problem is or you went to a show and you thought you were going to sell some paintings but you didn't and you feel you know like a failure because you've come home and you haven't sold any or Mm. you know and then to be able to find your marigold find your companion art buddy that you can say look okay this thing happened and then a few days later, you know, when you're feeling ready, I don't know what to do. 
I want to give up. I, I want to throw the towel in. This is a waste of time. And for that person to be like, you know, no, no. There's a, let, let, okay, that was plan A. Didn't, didn't work, but there's 26 more, five more letters in the alphabet. <laughs> you know, we can, let's move on to plan B. What we can, you know, why don't you put the painting in your newsletter and offer them to your subscribers? Or why don't you, like, mm. okay, that gallery said no. How many more, there's a lot more galleries in the world. Let's yeah. move to the next one. And, you know, it's about, unfortunately, you do have to build up resilience. You do, and it's like a muscle. It's like anything. Like you, you can't just expect for everything to go well. And you know that comes back to that failing thing. Like you do have to keep failing. It's just part of it. You do have to keep failing. And it, and the thing is, it it becomes less painful the more times you fail because you build up that resilience. You yeah. know, it's like my kids go to school. They a lot of the time with bare feet um, in this country in New Zealand a lot of kids go to school with bare feet and it's like unheard of you know obviously in England you wouldn't dream of sending your child to school with bare feet but here it's like they all just wear no shoes and even if you put them in shoes they come home with no shoes and they've lost their shoes or the shoes are one shoes in the bag and you know but my kids they can run around like anywhere with no shoes on and they don't ever stand on a stone and yelp like I would, um, because their feet have built up a kind of toughness from walking around in bare feet all the time. And so, you know, they don't feel the pain of a stone in the same way that I would with my soft English never gone with bare feet in my life feet, <laughs> because they've built up this thicker skin. And it's so true, you know, like by doing this thing, walking around in bare feet over and over and over again, They've built resilience to stones. And I guess, you know, you don't want to become a tough person that's like... It's okay to get hurt and yeah. feel that. I think it's just... But I think it will become less acute each time. Mm. And not being afraid, not letting that stop you. It was I brought up this week when we were talking that when I was... Another thing, because I was editing the podcast last week mm. and obviously you were talking about your teaching experience, I was yeah. reflecting a lot back on my own teaching experience. And one of the things that I was thinking about is I used to use... I got it from somewhere else. Uh, they call it a grit rubric. And the whole... You know, the reason why I thought it was really relevant for the group of students that I chose to use it for, the, the most prevalent thing that I saw a lot of is kids, even when they were 13, 14 years old, already being so concerned about doing things perfectly and that perfectionism getting them in the way of wanting to sort of trial new things and so we used a grit rubric and so that stood for it's an acronym which I knew Phoebe would love Love an acronym tell me what's it for Um, guts resilience integrity and tenacity and so each kid had to choose a specific area that they would struggle with so for some kids it was about being messy for some kids it was about trying a new style mm-hmm. for some kids it was sticking you know with something longer than you know beyond when they thought they would normally give up and they had to measure themselves so it wasn't just about me scoring them on right. this because I can't tell how much resilience they've shown but it was yeah. about them sort of building up some awareness of that yeah and for me I sort of think oh, I'd love to bring that into our art practice and into flap somehow or because all of the things, so the things that we struggle with are very different and we've talked about this a lot lately but maybe not so much on the pod. So one of the things that I would like to do more and this is sort of to me relevant to the story you told before about um, that guy, not that I've got a powerful story like his to tell but I often don't share a lot of personal stuff on my social media. Mm. Like uh, all the things that you always talk about doing which I think I should listen to Phoebe and do a bit more on my socials and actually (laughs) talk about things. But I am quite naturally just quite guarded. I don't talk about why I want to paint or the deeper meaning behind things. Mm-hmm. And I would love to, but something in there stops me and I get yeah. a bit worried or afraid. Or And then the things that often you're worried about, which would be something very different to me. So you always worry about maybe contacting a gallery and that sort of fear creeps mm. in. Whereas that to me was not something that I'd been afraid of. And so we've often helped each other through these yeah. things. Yeah. And we were talking and we had a giggle because I was like, I just... The thought of putting my thoughts out there to where anyone can read them 
yeah. absolutely terrifies me. But the thought of a gallery saying no to me, I'm like, that's one person. Doesn't matter. Whatever. Whereas for you, it was. Oh, it was the opposite. Yeah, I was like, I don't yeah. really mind what 90,000 odd people think about me. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. I wouldn't mind. I don't mind who yeah. sees that as much. I don't know why. But I just don't. But the thought of con- contacting a gallery or, I don't know, yeah, something like that, and getting a rejection feels more personal. I don't I don't know why, but it just sort of feels more personal. And mm. I think I, I would feel, well, I have obviously been, I have contacted galleries in the past and been rejected. And that feels, it's, it's, it stings in a different way. I don't know why. I think because I hold still them to have this sort of power of what's the word like like being the tastemakers yeah the deciders of who's they they kind of yes I think that's it they get to decide Mm. who they show in their gallery and and if they say no to me then that basically means I'm not good enough and it's that mm. not good enough feeling, which is something I really struggle with. That's, you know, like that that feels like a very big blow to me. Yeah. And if someone on the internet was to say something to me like, oh, why did you post that? It, that was ridiculous or whatever. Because you have had some pretty, like when your reels that have gone really viral, you've had some pretty negative stuff come up and you've oh. been pretty good at shaking that off. Yeah, like, I'm just, I'm always... I just kind of think, well, who is this person? Like, they're no one to me. Like, mm. they're just some sad person behind a computer screen who's probably got a really sad life if they have, you know, the need to comment on a stranger's Instagram and say something negative. Like, I just feel more sorry for that person rather than take it personally because that's like they don't know who I am they don't know me and they they're certainly not someone who's going to buy my art it's like you know like it doesn't bother me but but you know someone saying no I don't want to have your art on the walls of our gallery don't ever contact us again no I haven't had that but (laughs) that's what it feels like (laughs) I think when I try and put all that together what a good marigold or a good mentor or a good whoever it is that you've got will do is not just give you the answer. It's will help you build some scaffolding so that you can do it yourself with time. Mm -hmm. And so like, I'm obviously not there yet and you're still getting over those things, but I think we're both seeing ourselves make progress in those areas that we need. And sometimes what you just need is someone to reflect some of that back to you to figure it out. And yeah, I'd like to sort of build that in here. For me, I think, you know, I what would help help me is if the next time I need to contact a gallery and I don't really at the moment I I haven't really I've got enough sort of things spinning but there will be a co- point where I think I want to contact another gallery and I think what will help me then would be for me to draft up the email send it to you and say can you just tell me like is is this okay like have I mm. Included the right things. What, what do you? What's your initial reaction when you read this? Does it come across as desperate and needy or professional yeah. or whatever? And then it, I, I'll get your feedback as a kind of first post, post before I put it out there to them. And then if they then say no, it, I will think to myself, well, it's not because I wrote something terrible. It's not because the images I used were awful. It's just not the right fit for that gallery, and that's fine. And it's not personal. Yeah. Um, and the same for you. I mean, you could say, look, I really want to talk about this painting, but I'm, you know, does this sound all right? Do I come across like, you know, whatever, a weirdo? And I would say probably, no, not weird enough. Be more weird. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because the times when I do let my guard down and talk about something, like a while ago, I put up a post just talking about how, you know, given the fact that not much is being shared these days through the algorithm, mm. unless you're willing to pay for posts, we can still share each other's work. There's nothing stopping us from doing that. And just tra- was trying to, uh, I guess, encourage people to share other people who they like's work in their yeah. stories even. Um, and that post of mine got heaps of shares, which I was really excited about. But I was like, I wonder if that, if, I, if the message came across but was well written enough that my intention was understood. Yeah. Um, and I probably, instead of just doing like a word vomit, which is ten- what I tend to do when I'm putting something vulnerable out there, is like I just... 
yeah. blurt it out, post it without thinking about it, and then think, oh, maybe I didn't quite, Yeah, could have maybe spent two more seconds thinking about that, making sure it had the impact that I wanted it to have, mm. which is where I could have run it past you and it might be, yeah. you know. It's, yeah, I just think anyway, that, that's that, just that sometimes that we just need a bit of editing um, from an external source. Oh, I thought of some ideas for your exhibition name. Do you want me to tell, tell me, you? Tell me. <laughs> okay, let me hang on, because I thought of them earlier, and now they're going to have gone out of my brain, because my brain's oh, gone God. a bit not slow. Come on, I'm slow. relying on you for some hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, just let me think. The first one was look up, look inside. Oh, I like that. Hang on, I'm going to have to write this stuff down. Sorry, folks. Oh, you didn't even have a pen ready. You didn't have much faith. <laughs> you didn't even have a pen. <laughs> I didn't expect it to be succinct. <laughs> I thought of it earlier and I was like, I'm going to, oh, and I've just remembered the other one. So that was my one about, you know, like we were going inside, outside, in the in outy. And I was thinking, there's a thread there. I'm going to, I want to pull on that thread, like there's something. And then just this whole positivity thing and, and the listen to Ben Howard thing made me kind of think about your exhibition. And then I was thinking about how important it is to look up at the bigger picture, which is where mm. the clouds are. But then it's also important to look inside at yourself you know internally and then the flowers like you know you have them in a vase inside so I just thought that was quite like that but also like looking outwards and looking inwards yeah. like it's and then the artworks are coming from outside to inside yeah exactly so, you've taken the outside and you've put it inside yeah I love the concept of painted flowers being like a bouquet that lasts forever yeah yeah and a cloud like you can't like you can't cloud. yeah you can't hold it in your hands no but, but you, can. you can put it on your wall yeah and the other one was the one that i've talked about before with you and i think you sort of poo-pooed it when i you thought it was a joke um but i still keep coming back to it and that's um in out burger no no i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> no. never gonna leave that down <laughs> um it's this too shall pass I do. And do you know what? That has actually, it's... Back on the list. It's, back on it's the been list. on the list the whole time. It's been on the list. So, the, I, and the reason I think about that is because, again, that familiarity, that familiarity, I'm literally reading something on the screen, um, that fleeting, you know, mm. thing about clouds and flowers, about how they are um, transient, you know, they're, they're, they don't last forever. Um, and that, actually you know they're both you know and clouds can be either beautiful like oh look at that beautiful pink fluffy cloud in the sky or look at that massive ominous lightning thunderstorm cloud like they can be mm. both beautiful and deadly or scary or whatever um don't know about flowers i mean most of the flowers are nice apart from that one that smells like rotten meat <laughs> don't think you'd paint that one um but the the ephemeral nature of the, flowers the, the, is definitely more yeah the ephem what that word that you said um, nature of the flowers um, and I just but also to take that back to a more um, a bigger idea of how you know in life nothing lasts you know, good things mm. don't last bad things don't last you know, all, like awful moments are only going to be awful for a period of time they can't, it can't be awful forever but then also good good things you know, I was tucking my daughter in the other night and she was asleep and I like, went in to obviously check, check on them so you can tuck them in, as I do every night. And her little hand was just like flopped, you know, when they were asleep and the hand was like flopped next to her face. And, oh, God, I'm going to cry. Oh, God, no, stop. Hang on. Oh, God. It's happening again. Three, three for three. Honestly, I put my finger in her little hand because it was just like this. And um, I just like... Yeah, like it, my throat just, I could feel like my throat just catching because I was like, oh, she's she's seven. Like her little hands are not going to be little hands anymore. And she's my last baby, you know, and she's growing up. And it's like, I was like, I'm going to remember this forever. I want to remember this moment when I'm on my deathbed. And I just was like, right, I'm going to look, look at this, look at her hand. Remember this moment. Remember this moment. I want to capture this. I want to embed it in my memory and my mem mm. you know my memory's not great and I feel like oh god <laughs> like it time goes so quick you mm. know but it's it's also something that it's <laughs> <Okay>. you know <laughs> that I've said to myself so often in the past few years there's been so many moments good moments and bad where 
that's just had to be the yeah this too shall the thing that you've said yeah. over and over again and and it's hard, like you knew sort of I know because you've got your baby at the moment and I just think oh you know it's so weird isn't it how the the, the days just it's so true that the days are long but the years are short and it's so true like my 14 year old is the same height as my husband now and he's got bigger feet than him they're the same height he's 14 and he's like a man and I'm like and there's a photo of him next to my bed and he's sat on my bump uh, which has got my middle son in my stomach so I've got this big big nine-month pregnant belly and I've got my little two-year-old sat on the top of the bump and he's throwing his head back laughing and I can see his dimple and I never see his dimple much these days because he's 14 and he never smiles <laughs> and he's got this shock of blonde curly hair and I'm laughing and he's laughing and I don't know what about but like my husband took the photo and it's just my absolute favorite photo because it's just and I just look at that and I think that felt like last week and now mm. he's this big teenage man and it's like but I remember at the time that feeling like forever and ever and ever you know so time is such a funny weird thing that we have no control over Mm. and I've always loved that concept of paintings of them capturing a snapshot Mm. like that it's frozen something in time that Mm. normally does not well that's it and that's why I paint what I paint which is weirdly in a way quite similar to what you paint in in concept I think you yeah. know our subjects are completely different, obviously, but the concept behind them is yeah, actually very whole, similar. Um, what's the still life? What's that genre called? Where God, there's know. always a memento mori. <laughs> memento there's mori. Like, yeah. Um, I need to freshen up on my words before I start writing my artist statement. I think, but it's <sighs> that you know, it's that whole concept of nothing lasts forever and that yeah. so there'd always be like one wilting flower yes like one little petal that would be yeah, slightly yeah 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 and I think that's why I'm so drawn to capturing these moments of like the sun coming through a glass and you know because that you know five minutes time the sun would have moved and the clouds would have come and the tea would have got cold or whatever you know it's just like but that for that second it's beautiful yeah. And I just, oh, and I so think, lovely. yeah, that's a bit like your clouds. I just, I've just always been nostalgic during the moment, <laughs> if you know mm. what I mean. I've always had this, this sense of like, even when I'm living and existing in the moment of like, oh my God, I'm this, I'm like, you know, whenever I visit my family at home, and I go and visit my best friend. <laughs> she always says to me, um, I hate next week's me already. I love that. Yeah, she's like, and it's always this thing where she's like, "God, next week's next week's me is going to be so angry and hating us right now, sitting here drinking our wine or whatever." And so, and then, and then in a week's time, she'll text me and it'll be like, "Last week's week, last last week's me is a dickhead." <laughs> you know, or like, yeah, we're like, because we're just, and you're like, yes, because that like time, you cannot hold it, you cannot make it stop, you you have to just be present in it but the other like in the biggest moments of the last few years um and there's there's been a few where I've had probably the worst moment of my life to date and some of the best moments of my life to date I've caught myself just looking out Mm. and taking in the clouds that are around me and the flowers that are around me Mm. and thinking I just need to focus on these beautiful things because yeah are you going to cry? No. <laughs> Your eyes look shinier. Shut up. <laughs> anyway. It's okay to cry. Um, yeah. We should, probably, should, we, we I should, think we should probably start wrapping yeah. up. Yeah. We should. Um, oh, talking of crying. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. It was something you said sent me earlier. Was You sent me a message earlier about how it was so random and it was about how you... Um, went on a trip around Australia with an onion that your sister had given you Um, (laughs) and you photographed it in various destinations as a kind of petty gesture of like you're going to hold on to this bad present that she gave you Um, and I thought it was really hilarious and funny and it made me start thinking about the about an onion you know like 
you know how onions like you, when you cut them they make you cry and they can be you know they can cause you to be sad but how also onions are multi-layered and like we are you know and you can you, you know there's all there's deeper stuff going on and how you can take an onion and you can make delicious food with it and cook it and it goes from like acid and acrid to sweet you know like almost you can turn it into like a jam and i just yeah. thought <laughs> well i've got it in my head right now it's that line from shrek where donkey's like why are you talking about parfait everybody loves parfait parfait has liz <laughs> why are you thinking about parfait that's what Donkey says in Shrek when he's talking about being an onion and peeling back the layers. Oh, right. You've, you've oh. seen Shrek, right? Yeah, but, like, didn't it come out in, like, I don't know, 1998 or something? It's a very poignant moment in the movie. I don't think I watched it that many times. <laughs> I was thinking more about, like, um, the Flight of the Concords episode where they sing about I've just been cutting onions I'm not crying I've just been cutting onions um anyway it made me think about we could turn onions into little studio buddies and draw a little face on an onion if you're feeling sad if you're not feeling positive at the moment get an onion draw a little face on it put it in your studio where you can see it and every time you look at it it will just be so silly (laughs) that it will make you smile (laughs) Do you know what's ridiculous though? So after our conversation today, you drew some, you drew a little, some eyes and a moustache and an onion, and then I did it as well because it's the kind of ridiculous conversations we have during the day. When my husband got home, there was an onion sitting on our kitchen bench with two eyes and a moustache. Nobody even batted an eyelid. Nobody Everyone just went about like it was like that's just perfectly normal in our house to have an onion with a face. Yeah, let's make onions normal. I just think it was like, like quite. A, I just thought I might put this in my studio when I'm feeling sad and I don't know not very positive I'll, I'll just look at my onion and smile <laughs> so we have a few Ko-Fi donations that we just wanted to say thank you for so thank you to Katie Michelle Andrea and there was an anonymous one and there always are a couple of anonymous ones so thank you to the anonymous people who donate as well because uh, the money that you guys donate helps us to keep the pod going we don't get much from this podcast, but yeah. those little bits actually do make a huge difference to us. So thank you so much. And if you can't donate because it's really tough out there at the moment, we get it. Fair we enough. don't mind. Yeah. If you can, fantastic. If you can't donate, um, please just spend two seconds to rate and review um, on whatever app you're listening. Just hit the five stars. Um, and if you've got time, a quick little um, note about why you like listening would be amazing too it just really helps with the kind of algorithm of boosting um who sees the podcast or you can just uh share it with a friend that would be also just as lovely and this week for the first time we've run out of artist shout outs so if you've got an event coming up just make sure you go onto the sheet and uh put in your details let us know when your exhibition is or if you've got new work that's launching and we'd be more than happy to share it because we know how hard it is to get work out there and to say and we can hopefully get some eyes on it and support you. Phoebe, however, has got some work going into. Oh yeah, the I just show thought I'd up. mention that I've got. I'm taking part in a winter exhibition at Gallery de Novo, which is down in Dunedin, where you are, Julie. So you'll be able to pop in, and that opens on the 23rd of June. And there's loads of fabulous artists taking place in that, taking taking part in that. Um, and it will be also be online, I think. So yeah, do check out the link I'll put in the show notes. And I love the winter exhibition. Yay. Have you got a quote, Julie? I do. And it's a, it's a long one, so bear with me, but I, I really like it, so I wanted to share it. Okay. And I'll share the link of where it's from in the show notes. So um, many experienced gardeners follow a concept called companion planting, placing certain vegetables and plants near each other to improve growth for one or both plants. For example, rose growers plant garlic near their roses because it repels bugs and prevents fungal diseases. Among companion plants, the marigold is one of the best. It protects a wide range of plants from pests and harmful weeds. If you plant a marigold beside most any garden vegetable, that vegetable will grow big and strong and healthy, protected and encouraged by its marigold. Marigolds exist in our work as well, encouraging, supporting and nurturing growing artists on their way to maturity. If you can find at least one marigold in your practice and stay close to them, you will grow, find more than one and you will positively thrive. 
So I changed a couple of those references from teachers and schools to work and artists. But I think it's really relevant and to me it rings true with the feeling and the growth that I feel like I've had because of my art buddies. Mm-hmm. So, And that goes to you guys as well, all the yes. support that you guys give us. Is yes, amazing. I've had some lovely messages actually lately. Um, so, yeah, if you've messaged me, thank you so much, and especially after last week's episode where I got a bit teary um I had some really lovely people reach out and just empathize and say that they really appreciated my vulnerability so yeah thank you um so my quote I was listening to a podcast (laughs) this is all we do on this podcast now as we talk about podcasts Um, (laughs) um, I was listening to a really good podcast um it's my new favourite one. It's called How Do You Cope um, with Ellis and John, who are two sort of British comedians. Um, and they do a podcast um, where they generally sort of interview other people about how they cope with adversity, I suppose. But they occasionally do one where it's just those two together. And I could listen to it for hours. I just really like both their voices. John has got a really nice radio voice. It's just got a really nice lilt. And Ellis, Ellis is... Welsh and I don't don't know about you but I could listen to the Welsh accent for hours mm. it's just so calming and lovely isn't it you can just you never get tired of the Welsh accent I think it's just lovely so I love this podcast and they did an episode um where John is uh he's it's sober so he's started a journey of sobriety and um it's just really really interesting I was absolutely fa- I found it really fascinating listening to his journey and how you know, he'd turn this, like, really challenging time into kind of a positive one. And, you know, he was sort of talking about how, like, you're not recovered. Like, you never, you're always, you know, going to be going through it. Like, you don't wake up one day and you're like, oh, I'm cured now. I'm not an alcoholic. I'm, I'm, you know, you're like, he's like, you're always going to be an alcoholic. And you just, every day you wake up and you have to make a choice about whether you're going to be sober that day because the thought of like trying yeah. to do it forever is just too much and so you but you have all this support around you to like act as a kind of foundation and a, like what we were talking about like a framework so that you can remain sober like you know meditation and sponsors and meetings and all these other things that he has now built into his life that wasn't there before and I just thought it was just just fascinating so I will link that because it is a really it is a really interesting um, episode but he said in one of the podcasts I listened to and I can't remember which episode it was but he said talking about adversity and difficult times you get through it by getting through it you don't get through it by batting it away happiness isn't about never feeling fear or never feeling anxiety happiness is about how you deal with those feelings and how you perceive them and so I just thought it was just really interesting and yeah, you, 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 you're not going to ever get through life without these things happening. Like, they're just inevitable. Like, if you're mm. alive, the human experience is going to have times where it's going to be hard to be positive. But I guess it's a choice, isn't it? This too shall pass. Mm. This too shall pass. Okay, on that note, time for bed. Yay. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us in your e-holes. I hope that this was an interesting episode. I know recently they've been a bit loosey-goosey, but um, <laughs> we, we might have failed a bit at like sticking to kind of subjects. But I hope you don't mind a more conversational chat. Um, We've been really enjoying it lately, but it's very hard for us to tell how these land. So if you are enjoying it, you know, don't be afraid to reach out and tell us because yeah, or if you know, you... sometimes we need that little yeah. bit of encouragement too because yeah. sometimes it just feels like we're shouting into a void there's not yeah. much sort of, of a feedback loop with pod- podcasting so yeah i mean obviously we get the, a few, the messages the dms from a few people um but but you never really know how it's landing like you said and um and also don't forget to send us a message um if, if there is something you want to talk about us to talk about that we haven't yet you know it's not that we're running out of ideas it's just sometimes we just talk about what's relevant to us in our lives but um we do want to kind of cover, we do want to make it relevant to you as well. I suppose that's what I'm trying to get at. Okay. Yay. All right, you know where to find us. Um, 
all the usual places links will be in the show notes or the um Substack newsletter which will go out make sure you subscribe and um yeah i think that's about it for now so until next time see you next week keep failing bye bye because i'm like what is it going to be like in real life (laughs) i'm kind of every now and then i think oh am i going to be all nervous (laughs) it's kind of like a blind date with someone that i've spoken to every day blind it's not like a blind date i don't know what it's like though it is strange (laughs) (laughs) i I feel like we might be quite unusual (laughs) (laughs) you and me no (laughs) perfectly normal no the situation (laughs) (laughs) it's not your, what are you touching? Oh, sorry, it's really... Oh, sorry. I was just crossing my legs. What are you touching? <laughs> no, I just keep sorry, hearing mom. this. It sounds like this. Uh, okay. It's really loud in too. my ear. Yeah, I feel like my mic is extra sensitive again tonight. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I'll stop touching things. Stop rubbing your legs. <laughs> Hands where I can see them. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, it's so hot, but I can't take another layer off because the bra I'm wearing is nude colour and it really will look like I'm taking it. We might get some extra listeners. <laughs> oh, yes. And the footage is going out on OnlyFans. <laughs> Finally, we're making some money from the pod. Finally. Those Krona, they're really coming in. <laughs> okay, sorry, let's get back to being sensible. I had a really good important thought there before you made rubby leg noise. <laughs> <laughs> what was I saying, Julie? I forgot. I'm sure it was good. No. Okay, I've remembered. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.